It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. The 160th installment of the Kirby on Sports podcast. We are pleased to be back with you, bringing you another episode of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Hey, we got a lot to touch on today. We're going to discuss the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Dolphins come back over the Ravens. Then we have a segment, Who Makes It In? And then to wrap up the show, we have the hurry up offense as always big thanks to our sponsors pm plus reserves shenandoah primitives dr day leadership corporation mark francis with icon real estate and brand new sponsor of the kirby on sports podcast barrett pest and termite services contact them today 540-662-5805 or visit their website www.barrettpest-termite.com Without our sponsor support, we would not be where we are today. So thank you very much to all of our sponsors I just mentioned. All right, folks, it's time for another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. It kicks off right now. Once again, the 160th installment of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Unfortunately, Dan cannot be with us today, but we do have the Swiss Army knife, Carlos Martinez. Carlos, good evening, my friend. Ah, the champions, the, the division champs are still the division champs <laughs> on both sides. Well, um, Carlos, for the record... You did mm-hmm. say that Dallas was going to get absolutely annihilated. And uh, I did. They as did, did not. Most you, you you fooled yourself, bud. Uh, listen, we lucked we lucked into winning that game. Um, but you know, uh, I, my 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 thoughts still stand. I mean, r- realistically, we only played good that first half, and that second half we uh, held on for dear life, and uh, somehow, some way, came out with the win. Uh, but. I mean, realistically speaking, we should have gotten completely blown out. And I just think the Bengals have a Super Bowl hangover. And but I'm at least also that 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 Cowboys defense, man, that they are not to be messed with. And I said I've been saying that all, all along. Our defense is stout. Our offense is um, mediocre at best. We had two good drives uh, in the first in the first half, and then uh, after that, uh, pretty much went all conservative. And Kellen Moore got scared of his own shadow. So. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Brett Maher for not being Greg Zerline and not making me have a heart attack every single kick. 
Uh, I believe in Brett Maher. So, uh, you know, shout out to Dallas getting the win. But, I mean, my hopes for the season are still not not the best. Absolutely. Well, let's get right into another team you support, the Kansas City Chiefs. Thursday night football as the Chiefs defeat the Chargers. Hold on. Thursday night football at the home of Of the the Chiefs. Well, I'll I'll tell you first and foremost that paint scheme for their anniversary looked pretty sick. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed enjoyed the, uh, the field design. Yeah, I mean, it looked... Very, very retro style, if you get what I'm saying. Well, that's what Obviously. it was. It was retro. <laughs> yeah. It, it looked pretty cool. But this was a game, Carlos, where it looked like the Chargers were leading for most of this game. And mm-hmm. the Chiefs came back and won. But uh, towards the end of this game, Justin Herbert gets an absolute beating. I'm not sure what his status is as of right now, but it is a rib injury. It is day-to-day. Last I checked. But last time a Chargers quarterback had a rib injury, he ended up getting his a lung punctured. So, and that's what opened the door to Justin Herbert. <laughs> yes, and now we have this again. So we have it again, and ironically, the same week that uh, that the lung punk or that this rib injury happens to Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor decides he's suing the doctor that is taking care of Justin I Herbert. Don't, I don't blame him. I don't. I mean, him. he should have done this a while ago. I don't know why he waited this long, but you know. But still, Herbert put up pretty impressive numbers: thirty-three mm. for forty-eight, three hundred thirty-four yards with three touchdowns and the pick. Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things: twenty-four for thirty-five, two hundred thirty-five yards and two touchdowns on the day. I mean, the Chiefs. Yeah, once again, they seem to be trailing this entire game, but. I think it just was the buildup of uh, Herbert being injured and uh, the Chiefs being the Chiefs. They come back and they get the victory here. But uh, what did you see out of this matchup that you really liked, Carlos? Uh, I saw a Chargers team. I mean, let's make no mistake about this. This game was extremely physical. Duran James is an absolute monster. He, the way he slammed Travis Kelsey on that one play was absolutely insane. Um, and he's just he's just a physical safety that can. He's one of the, he's one of the few guys that can, at, like nullify Travis Kelsey because not a lot of players can do that. And he pretty much contained Travis Kelsey for most of the game. Um, listen, honestly, the Chargers were the better team. They really realistically should have won. Uh, the game should have, I mean, that Asante Samuel Jr. pick that was called not a pick, in my opinion, was an interception. I mean, he had his hands under it. Sure, the ball touched the ground, but he had full control of it, in my opinion. Um, I say that that was an interception. The game should have really ended there. It didn't, of course. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes made them pay next play over i believe it was he throws the long bomb touchdown um and i mean listen the chiefs doing chiefs things um that that defense definitely stepped up in the second half because in that first half they were struggling to stop justin herbert and i mean i mean mike williams man i mean he was just 
making catches left and right in that first half. And it was very concerning. And Richard Sherman was right on that, uh, on, on the pre-show that the biggest concern for the chiefs truly still is the, the cornerback position. We have a lot, we don't have a lot of experience, but those guys stepped up in the second half and didn't really let Mike Williams did like take over the second half, the way he took over the first half. And that was really the saving grace for the chargers is that, or not the Chargers, the chiefs, is that that de- the defense was finally starting to get to Justin Herbert? The defense was starting to uh, slow these receiver this receiving core down. And in terms of uh, you know the the Chiefs' offense, I mean they just had it. The, the name of the game was just patience, man. They for the most part the Chargers were just trying to stop the big play, and that's the biggest thing that Patrick Mahomes was working on this offseason was just patience, patience. We had to slowly build down the field. And, you know, they got the job done. Um, And, you know, Justin Herbert, I mean, what a tough guy, man. Like, it really looked like at one point where he, there was, there was that one point where he threw the ball, you know, where he was going to, he was running, he was going to throw the ball. And then he just like, like pulled up in pain and just threw the ball away. And like, at that point I was like, oh, this dude's done. Like he's done. And then for him to then come back and then ultimately throw um, a touchdown of uh, literally a few plays later, that was a beautiful ball uh, that he threw um, and to have, and the chargers were super close to um, recovering that onside kick. I mean, it, it was one, I mean, man, the chargers had this game under control until they didn't. And it's just, it, it, it's just another great chapter in this rivalry that I think is going to last for a long time. Oh, I agree with that. Um, I'll, I'll give you a name. Uh, this kid, uh, this rookie, two years ago was working at Burger King by the name of Jalen Watson. Took a pick, ninety nine yards to the house. I mean, oh yeah, you know, what, what a great athletic play right there for a rookie. Oh yeah, it was pretty uh, great. And uh, like I said, I mean, at that point, I mean, the Chargers were driving. They were right there. They score. I, I believe if they would have scored there, I think they would have taken the lead um, at that point. And, you know, for him to get that pick six, I mean, at perfect timing because, yeah, that 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 Chargers offense was driving at that point, And it really, truly looked like they were going to score there and that it was going to be very tough for the Chiefs to then come back. Yeah, and you also mentioned um, Travis Kelsey was limited in this game. I think that was huge for the Chargers to limit Kelsey five they, receptions. For but they always, yards. they always, they're always able because they have Derwin Derwin James. Derwin James can he knows how to uh, nullify Travis Kelsey. He's Travis Kelsey's toughest matchup is 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 Derwin James, and it's it's every game, you know. It's not just this one. Look at the look at the two games last year that they played. I mean, who was? I mean, Travis Kelsey didn't really make much of an impact until he did uh, on that on that last game where he scored the game winning touchdown. Um, you know, this year it's the same thing. Derwin James just knows how to nullify him, and also on top of that, they don't have Tyreek. So, like, sure, like like they don't have Tyreek Hill to really scare them off the top, and that's the thing that this Chargers defense was not scared of. They were not scared of the speed of the Chiefs. But again, the name of the game this offseason for Patrick Mahomes was patience, patience. The big play is going to eventually open up. You'll get something. But until then, just slowly work on them 
do the Brady mode where Brady Brady wasn't always looking down the field for the big plays. He slowly, methodically worked down the field. And that's what Pat that's the next you know, that's the next evolution of Patrick Mahomes is doing more of that. And on the charger side of the football, I wanted to touch on this. It looked like most of the game, um, Justin Herbert spread the ball around easily to four or five different receivers. Mike Williams had a touchdown, Palmer had a touchdown. Williams had 113 yards on the day. Eckler from the backfield and DeAndre Carter both with 55 yards. So it seemed like a pretty all-in-all good performance by the Chargers, but just that rib injury for Herbert, excuse me, I had trouble getting his name out there, but um, this rib injury for Herbert, if he's not good to go this week, is that really alarming for the Chargers? I would think maybe so, depending depending on who their backup is. But well, their backup is Chase Daniels, so he's a competent quarterback. He's he's a career backup guy, so he'll. I mean, the way this offense is built, I mean, obviously, remember they were playing without Keenan Allen in this game too. So I don't know if Keenan Allen's coming back anytime soon. I don't know the severity of his in- injury or or what, but I mean this. Listen, it, it just depends on the severity of the injury. If he doesn't play this week, I think they would much rather him miss a week so that he can play the rest of the season. You know, I, I, I think it would be an irresponsible decision to put him out there and have, you know, and have him be at risk of of aggravating that injury more and making it more severe to where he's going to actually have to be out for, you know, four weeks or something like that. You know, I think. If if the doctors recommend, hey, he needs to sit th- sit out this week just so he can heal up more, then you sit him out because right now the, I mean, the, the Chargers right now are in a position of they they're for sure going to either win the division or they're going to be in the wild card because they're for sure the second you know the, I mean I don't I can't I mean they're right there with the Chiefs I mean it's it's one A and one B I mean they're they're better than the Raiders. They're better than the Broncos. So it's like, it's, it's them. It's it's a two horse race to see who's going to win the division. And to do that, you need your best, you need your best guy. And Justin, you know, Justin Herbert's their best guy. And like, they're going to only go as far as he takes him. So if he has to sit out a week, I would send him out a week. I, I don't think it'd be alarming if he does. Yeah, I, I would too, because like you said, further risk of aggravating that injury would be detrimental to the chargers. It's still early in the season. Play it safe rather than sorry, in my opinion. So yeah. um, the chiefs over chargers 27 to 24. Is there anything I might've missed there, Carlos? I think we covered it all. Yeah, I, th- I think we did too. Nice short and sweet there as the chiefs improved to two and Oh, on the season against the Chargers. We will take a quick break. When we return, we will talk about the Dolphins comeback over the Ravens. Stick right with us right here on the Kirby on Sports podcast. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703. 
800-848-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Welcome back to the Kirby on Sports podcast. I'm Josh. The Swiss Army Knife Carlos Martinez is with us as well. Dan, unfortunately, could not be with us this evening. We wish him well. Hope you're doing well, Dan. The next game on our list, Mike McDaniel, excuse me, Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins improved to 2-0 after a thriller in Baltimore. And it, it, Dan probably would have a lot of choice words to say about this Which game. Which is why we chose the game because we wanted to hear what he would say. But yeah, he, right. Un- unfortunately, he was not able to make it. Wow. All I can say is, wow, the Ravens come up to this huge lead and the Dolphins come back. And well, I mean, I mean, where to start with this? Tua had six touchdown passes, almost 500 yards passing. Like <laughs> Tyreek had two touchdowns. Waddle had two touchdowns. Jacecki had a touchdown. River Craycraft had a touchdown. Hill almost had 200 yards receiving. I mean, Looking at the stats here, high-scoring, high-flying game, Carlos. Yeah, and a game where the Ravens should the Ravens should have won this game. Like, there's yes, no there there's no reason why the the Dolphins were able to come back. I I mean, yeah, I think the Dolphins obviously. They were the underdogs in this game. Nobody would have thought if I were to tell you three weeks in that the Dolphins would be 2-0. Would you believe me? You probably wouldn't. I wouldn't believe myself. But I, I, I mean, think- uh, maybe not. I mean, I, I mean, I had the Ravens winning this game. Um, but I did too. I, I mean, I, it, it does not necessarily surprise me that they won because, I mean, they built this team to be able to do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just uh, that Baltimore defense is just it, 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 a rough showing, man. Like your quarterback balls out. You know, you guys are up by 21 points going into the fourth quarter. I think it was something like in the last like 700, like 700 games or something. It was 70 times. I can't remember what, what the stat was. I don't think it was 700 games. But in the last, you know, the last couple times that like, a team has gone into the fourth quarter leading by 21. They have won until now. Like the streak is broken. And it's insane because obviously the Ravens, you know, are known to be the defensive squad, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the bread and but like, that's the history of Baltimore. And to have put out a performance like that, they, I mean, that defense should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for, you know, for their, they should be, you know, apologizing to Lamar Jackson because Lamar, like I said, Lamar balled out, man. He did everything. There's what more could Lamar do to win that game? You know, Lamar rushed for 119 yards and a touchdown too, on top of the 318 passing yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, the game, the, the game started with them taking the kick back for, you know, the kickoff back for a touchdown. And like, for the for then um to lead by 21 going into the fourth and then absolutely blow it at the end and not be able to get a single stop 
and let Tyreek, let Jalen Waddle get behind them and get these big plays. I mean, it's it was an abysmal, abysmal performance by by that defense. And yeah, they they should be ashamed of themselves. I, I think the injuries are starting to pile up too. I saw a tweet about their injury report um, into the practice today, so I, I'm not what sure. Like how long? How long? How long can Baltimore use that as, as an excuse at this point? That was that was the, that was the reason why we gave them a lot of leeway last year because they had this season from hell. They had so many injuries, right? That yeah, literally they were guys off the street to play corner, right? Yeah. You had all this time to figure out what the issues were, why these guys were getting hurt. You had time to find, you know, to add depth to the squad, you know, good depth. And this is what you come up with. And like uh, the, the in, you're going to get injuries, but they need, they should have learned from last season how to deal with that. And yeah, it, I it's agree. Just like, it's absolutely. A, now it's only week two. It's only week two. I mean, I, ultimately, I think the Ravens are going to be fine. Uh, I, I don't really see anybody in this division really challenging them because, I mean, maybe the Bengals, if they can get that Super Bowl hangover, you know, I, you know, if they can get over that. But, yeah, I mean, realistically, I mean, who's going to really challenge the Ravens? I mean, it's not going to be the Steelers. It's not going to be the Browns. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those. It's just, I don't know, man. It, it was just an abysmal performance. Um, and, uh, they need to be better because like, L L Lamar, this is a contract year for Lamar. We all think we all agree. Lamar should be paid. Absolutely. But, but if the defense is going to be the reason why he doesn't get results, why he doesn't get wins and that's going to hurt him in the negotiation table, then, you know, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. For the dolphins though. Uh, yeah. I, I think I've spoken to, to some dolphins fans too. Mike McDaniel is not a, I don't think he's a traditional style coach. He doesn't look like a head coach in his press conferences. What, what is a, what does a head coach look like Kirby? I'm just saying, I'm just but, saying. No, 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 Answer the question. What does a head coach look like? What does a head coach look like? I'm just saying, I'm saying if, um, you, what you look at Mike B McDaniel and you're like, that's a head football coach. But I mean, he's, he's very interesting, very unique. And his press conferences are funny as heck to watch. He, I don't know if you've ever seen one of his press conferences, but I think he's a good starting to become a very good leader in this Dolphins locker room as a head coach. And I think the Dolphins are finally turning the corner here and i'm gonna make a bold prediction here i'm Easy. not yeah i'm i'm not surprised if the dolphins make a wild card spot that's not that bold of a prediction kirby <laughs> that's my hot take take Jeez. it or leave it carlos um i mean i i already told you that they were a wild card team i said that last week um well i'm saying it this week well, you know, way to, you know, just uh, copy me. It's fine. You, it's it's fine. Uh, no, but yeah, no, I mean, in all honesty, like, yeah, I mean, I think they finally found a guy who's going to really maximize the potential of this offense uh, or like unlock the potential of this offense is what I meant to say. Um, especially considering that they traded so much for Tyree Kill. 
Um, and they're getting, uh, they're already getting the benefits of having a Tyree kill. He unlocks so much of the field, not just with himself, but for other players, it opens Jalen Waddle up. It opens Gusecki up, you know, um, and for Tua, I mean, listen, I'm still a Tua doubter. I don't necessarily think he's, um, I, I don't think he's a top-tier quarterback. I think he's about a mid-level quarterback. Um, but for him to have a game like this where, obviously, there was a lot of questions in this offseason about can he throw the deep ball? Can Because what is it having Tyreek Hill if you can't get him the ball and, you know, deep, right? Um, you know, questions about his accuracy and all that stuff. For him, you know, he did have two turnovers, but he he managed to, you know, get over that and – you know, managed to bring this team back from 21 down in the fourth quarter. So um, to me, it's just um, th- th- this was a big game for Tua to really shut that, you know, shut down all the hate that he's been getting and to really, you know, uh, sell himself more to the, you know, to the people who still doubt him that, hey, I am the guy. Don't be looking at quarterbacks next year. Don't be looking at CJ Stroud or, you know, don't be looking at, um, you know, Bryce Young, the other Alabama quarterback, like I'm still here. Like this is still my team. I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys. So uh, good on Tua, but obviously like this is only week two, man. Like you balled out. Who knows if you'll ever have a game like this again, but I mean, uh, good, you know, you know, good on him to, to really like dig down deep and to, I mean, cause this is what it was like for him at Alabama where he had guys everywhere and now he has guys everywhere again. So like a- anywhere he throws, he's throwing to elite talent. So, um, this should be this should be big for him. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, that he might not have a performance like this again, but still, some of the haters, some of the doubters um, on Tua uh, probably got shut up this game because he had almost 500 yards passing in throwing six touchdowns. So, all in all, this game was a thriller to watch. For the Ravens, I think there are questions that really need to be answered here because it's it's it's, it's on the defensive side, you know. Yeah, on like, the defensive side. Offensively, I mean, Rashad Bateman looked great. You know, really showing like, hey, we didn't need Hollywood Brown. We have Rashad Bateman. There's a reason why we drafted him in the first round. Bateman uh, and Andrews over a hundred yards. I mean, we all know how good Mark Andrews is. Like yeah. Mark Andrews is no. We, we we all know how good he is. It's it was Bateman that everybody because a lot of his season last year he was injured. This year he's the guy. He's the number one guy. So like he really needed to show something, and I think he showed a lot. And um, so uh, again, offensively, I mean, they look fantastic. Uh, it's yeah. just defensively, and especially in the secondary, man. Like, uh, what are you guys doing? You know, you guys have to find a way to, you know, stop Tua. <laughs> I mean obviously like I'm not, you know, I'm not a defensive coordinator or anything like that, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta do better. In a football game, you have to win on both sides of the football. The Ravens only won it on one. And that is the offensive side of the football as they fall to the Miami dolphins, 42 to 38. But what a ball game this was. Once again, we'll be back with so much more. You're listening to the Kirby on Sports Podcast with the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. I'm Josh Kirby. We'll be right back. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? 
Shenandoah Primitives based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. All right, welcome back to the Kirby on Sports podcast. It's time to do something a little bit different, Carlos. We're going to, and you suggested this idea, so this was not my idea. This was the Swiss Army Knife Carlos Martinez's idea. A lot of the ideas. This whole podcast was my idea. <laughs> that That is true. I know. That is A lot true. of things we do on the hurry up offense was my idea. Yeah. E- Eon, eons ago, Carlos you and told myself. told the story multiple times. We've told, yeah. We don't have to reiterate it. Yeah, we, we had a conversation then. A and podcast to reiterate it. <laughs> so we're going to go through the 0-2 teams. And... We're going to see if they have a shot of making the playoffs. There's in only the, five. There's only the five and two teams this year. Of the NFL. Um, but there are winless teams, as in the Colts, who had a loss and a tie. Are we uh, are you, them uh, No, because I think the stat is only for 0-2 teams. They have an 11% chance. A tie is better than a loss still. Yeah, that's in true. The, in terms of tiebreakers. So, um yeah, we're only going with the O and two teams, so that only leaves us with five options. Hmm, where do we start here? Well, let's start with Atlanta. Atlanta, we do. O and two. They are playing mm-hmm. the Seahawks this week. Not uh, that it, not that it really matters. Um, the opponent in this segment. Well, I guess it matters. Well, I mean, I was thinking about that too. Whether we should, add. I think it matters. Uh, just okay. because, like, then we can also predict. Oh, are they going to get a win this week? Yeah. So the Falcons, obviously, you look. They have Marcus Mariota. They traded Matt Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. If we look at the stats from, no, so last- they don't have any Calvin Ridley because he's. Bet on himself. Yep, bet on himself. We all know. Uh, they had a decent game against the Rams. I mean, yeah, decent. Not well, just- they made a comeback. I mean, they made yeah. a comeback. Then they all they they pretty much should have won that game, but their kicker missed a couple field goals. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm gonna say just based off. I'm gonna I- say no. In my yeah. opinion, I no, don't think I, I, I just don't think they have the team. Do I don't it. think they have a complete football team to make it make it to the playoffs. I feel like they're going to win a couple games here or there. They're going to get some good experience, but obviously, I, I just don't think this team is a hundred percent there yet. 
Yeah, I think they're still trying to figure out the quarterback because I don't think Marcus Mariota is necessarily going to be the answer long term. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Desmond Ritter's their long term uh, answer yet because we haven't really seen him play in like an actual NFL game. Um, yeah, and then of course the Calvin Ridley's thing, and then just the dumb decisions that Arthur Smith makes. I mean, what can you say? I mean, yeah. uh, I do yeah. think they beat the Seahawks though. I do too. I I mean I say they win uh this week because the Seahawks are not a good team. Yeah. Um and of course they somehow beat the Broncos, but I blame that more on <laughs> I blame that more on the Broncos. The Broncos lost it more than Seattle won it. Um but yeah, I will I will I will concur. I do not think the Falcons make the playoffs. All right, that's one oh and two team down. Let's go with the Panthers now. Ooh, the Panthers. Then well, other- so, so we think, uh, I I think, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, man, the Panthers are going to be rejuvenated. They have Baker Mayfield. They're going to look like a star-studded team or something like that, you know, because Baker Mayfield's there. But they they, they just don't. They're oh, Okay, so they're 0-2. But they've looked good. They're in these games, and they, da- they, they damn near should have won it. They should have won that Cleveland game. They yeah. were the much better team than Cleveland at, at the end, but then obviously Cleveland goes down and kicks the game-winning field goal. The Giants game, I mean, Baker was doing everything he could to keep that team in it. And then, of course, ultimately the Giants won. Um, I have them as a dark horse to get in the playoffs. So I say, I'm going to say, yes, they make it in, in my opinion. Mm. That's going to be tough. Um, I think it's 50-50. If, I'm going to lean more towards now. Okay. I think, yes. Who, do they, who are they playing next, by the way? The Saints. That's a tough game. Yeah, that, that is. That's a they, tough game. they could fall to 0-3 there. They could, but, but, but no Lattimore. Uh, Jameis isn't healthy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is it at Carolina or is it at New Orleans? It is at Carolina. Oh, it's home field. I think they beat. You know, I think they beat the Saints. This one's tough. I say I'm leaning more towards no. Mm. The Panthers have to win one game in order to get in. Like there's a winner get in scenario and. Mm. They don't, and I'll, I'll throw in the kicker here. I think if the Panthers go 0-4 or 0-5 to start the season, Matt Rule might start to become on the hot seat. Uh, no, I mean, he's on the hot seat as it is. I mean, think about it. They have not had any good season since he's been the head coach. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've, they've done everything to get him a quarterback. They got <laughs> – Sam Don, Don, whatever Darnold last season, and then now they went and traded for Baker. It's like, how much more can you do? I mean, they re signed Cam Newton last season, trying to get some rejuvenation in the squad. Um, they they even, I mean, well, Matt Corral got hurt, so I don't think he really counts, but um, who, who else is a quarterback on that team? I can't remember. Is it just uh, Darnold? I think Darnold and Mayfield. No, yeah, Darnold Mayfield, obviously, but yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Anyways, yeah, I mean, they've done everything to try to get him a quarterback. I mean, it's just like 
if he's if the, if they start out zero and four, zero and five, I think he's fired. I yep. think, I think, <laughs> I think he's now the odds-on favorite for first first coach fired because of Cliff Kingsbury saving his job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about <laughs> I think, to say, I think, because I think, I think that's gonna, before. I think that's given him a lot of goodwill, and uh, I think, yeah, so. Um, I agree with that. If they start 0-5, Matt Rule's probably done. All right, who's next? Um, The Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, they lost to my beloved Dallas Cowboys, who I predicted were going to get completely smoked by them. But my defense stepped up, and they played fantastic. It's still doom and gloom, though, because that offense was abysmal in the second. Well, pretty much from the second quarter on, we were abysmal. Um, and, um, so yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to say, I mean, that's, I mean, I think this is probably the easiest one. I think they make the playoffs still. I think so too. I think this is just a Super Bowl hangover. They have a mm-hmm. lot of talent on that squad and I just think they've come up on the wrong end of games these first two weeks, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, week one is always so crazy. Uh, and the way that game went, like, I mean, their long snapper gets hurt and, you know, their backup long snapper just doesn't know what he's doing and completely botches the snaps. And that's what really affected the kicks. Um, and obviously, they, you know, they were in position to win those game to win that game. And then this game against Dallas also in it, you know, it's just man, Michael Parsons is such a game wrecker. And then Diggs making that last uh that you know that block to to stop Jamar Chase and really shutting Jamar Chase down. I mean, r- really, what was I mean? Those are impressive performances. I mean, but I think the Bengals are too talented of a team. I think when you got obviously Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and um, you know, and Boyd, and then obviously you got Joe Mixon in the backfield, and I, I, I just think there's just way too much talent on this squad for them to not make the playoffs. And that offensive line is eventually gonna figure it out because when you really think about it only one of those guys is a starter from last season uh, that four, four of those positions are all new guys you know obviously yeah. they're veterans but they still need time to really uh build cohesion build yeah. you know communication and all that stuff and um again when you're facing tj watt and micah parsons back to back really hard r- really tough to do so I, I think it'll be who are uh who are they playing this week they're playing the jets so this is the tell game right here. If they completely dominate the Jets, then that means it was just because they were fa- like if this off if Joe Burrow doesn't get sacked as many times as he was as he's gotten sacked the past two weeks, uh, then we can definitely say, oh, it's because they faced two top tier t- talented pass rushers, uh, and we can say, hey, like w- w- what else could this offense? If you're facing T.J. Watt and Michael Parsons back to back. You know, you, you sacks are expected. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this is their tell game. And if they come out and perform on um, all three phases of the game, I think this was just a Super Bowl hangover. But yet again, there's still a lot of season left to be played. But once again, I'm leaning towards they will make the playoffs. Yeah, I am too. I think they'll make the playoffs. Who's next? All right, next we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Of course, they uh, they lost to the Chargers in a thriller in week one. 
Um, they were close to winning that, or they were close to tying it, wasn't it? Or was it winning it? Um, I think it was they were playing for the tie. Um, and then to go to yeah. overtime. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, last week they were completely beating the brakes off of Arizona and then somehow let Kyler Murray come back in that second half. Um, and Apparently then somebody was, slapped Kyler Murray, too. Yeah, and I mean. The police are investigating. Listen, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Part of me is just like, that didn't look that malicious. It looked like he was trying to celebrate with the guy. Then part of me sees, okay, I can see he like kind of comes at him. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. Uh, the legal process will figure that whole thing out. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah, uh, they completely screwed the pooch and um, and let Kyler Murray make a incredible comeback. Uh, two two point conversions. One two point conversion went for like what was it twenty eight seconds, and he ran for like forty two yards, just running around trying to find somebody open. It was the longest two point conversion play. Uh, and then that second one, finding AJ Green somehow finding him in the in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, to force I mean, overtime there. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then the scoop and score. Yes, and then the scoop and score that ended the game. I couldn't. I was actually struggling. I was like, wait, how did that game end again? I couldn't remember. Um, I try to block Kyler Murray out of my mind because I just think he's not a great quarterback. Um, but hey, he played. He played pretty good. Uh, in that second half, I, I'll give him his props there. But. What do you like? What do you think? Do you think the Raiders bounce back, make the playoffs again? I mean, obviously they traded a lot for Devonte. They have Josh McDaniels as their head coach now. Um, this is what Derek Carr wanted. Hunter Renfro, of course, two straight back-to-back fumbles uh, to end that uh, to to end the game in overtime. Um, not yeah. a great look for him. One of them did look like it was helmet to helmet, so one of them should have been a foul, and the guy should have been disqualified i guess is how it goes i don't remember how helmet to helmet works in the nfl i know in college it's immediate disqualification but um what do you think do you think the raiders make it in or because i'm 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 not sure based on their performance i'm gonna say they slightly miss unfortunately this raiders team does look good but i don't think they have what it takes this year to make it all the way into the playoffs and I'm not saying I I, I'm saying this year, but I feel like if they build a year or two, they will get in uh, after, but this year, I I don't think it's there. I think the problem is, is they're paying Devante and they're paying Derek Carr a lot of money. So that that is true. I I was just about to bring that up. And they traded a lot of capital to the Packers for Devante Adams. Um, I don't know. Um, I think if, if Derek Carr and Devontae Adams can take over games the way that they're expecting themselves to, I think that they can make the playoffs, but it's just kind of hard considering there's only three wild card spots where, you know, we're saying Miami is probably going to be a wild card team. You got to think the chargers are going to be one. So, or the chargers or the chiefs are going to be one. I can't just immediately say the chargers are going to be one because they're neck and neck right now. Um, you you got to I mean, it'll be very tough to, to 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 decide so i'm gonna lean no that they're not gonna make it in also 
in this week, the pl- Raiders are facing the 0-2 Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Who's our last team that we're talking about? Um, it's a shock to see the Titans fall to 0-2. Well, I honestly think so. It's, I it, mean, it's a shock, but do we think Tannehill is the same Ryan Tannehill? Do we think this Titans team who has been, who is not far removed from the postseason is you know, what's going on with that? I, I mean, I think there are questions that need to be answered for this Tennessee Titans team. And I, I'm worried that this team might miss the playoffs this year. I mean, the AFC South is so wide open. Though, I mean, that, yeah, it's I mean, so wide open as it's well. It's so wide open. That, that's the toughest division to really think. I mean, oh, to think last year they were like the number one seed. They were like the fa- – uh, there were a lot of people's favorites. You know, Derrick Henry, and then they got Julio. They had A.J. Brown. I mean, Tannehill was there. It, they had – they had tried to fix that defense a little bit to make it a little tougher because the season before they were kind of just weak on the defensive side. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, this is a tough one. I, I would say, I mean, they got completely demolished by the bills. That's not a good look. Um, um, losing to the giants. I mean, that's, that's not, the greatest thing. I mean, it's the giants. We're still talking about here. This team should be a little better than them, but I don't know. Maybe they've just gotten rid of too much talent. Um, and they're trying to rely too much on Derrick Henry, which I mean, honestly, he doesn't really make an impact at the beginning of the season. To be completely honest, he normally comes on later in the year. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why they don't use Henry more. I honestly, it's just one, it, it's just one of those things where like, as the season goes on, they start to rely on him more and more because, you know, obviously there's more, there's a lot of wear and tear at that point by the end of the season, it's colder. So the hits, his, his aggressive style just is, is a lot harder. Um, that That's just how his career has always been. He comes on later in the year where he starts to really like impose his will on the league. Um, I think, I don't know, man. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill's time has passed. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, I say they miss. Unfortunately, I say they miss. But it's just like who from the South is going to get in then. That, but it's that too- is true. It's so up in the air that it could go either way. Yeah, because the Colts don't look great. I mean, the, 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 Jaguars, the, the Jaguars are probably the only... The, the, the Jaguars are probably the only, like, decent-looking team right now, to be honest. I mean, they look great against the Commanders. Of course, they ultimately lost that game. And then they completely blew the brakes off of the Colts. The Texans are the Texans. I mean, nobody really expects much from them. So it's just like, can the Titans bounce back here and really try and take control of the division again? We'll just have to wait and see. Once again, the 0-2 teams we thought were, we think who can make it into the playoffs and who we think will not make it into the playoffs. Coming up next, we have the Hurry Up Offense. You don't want to miss it right here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports Podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. 
My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. All right. Welcome back to the Kirby on Sports podcast. It is now time to get in to the hurry up offense brought to you each and every week by Barrett Pest and Termite Services. Contact them today at 540-662-5805 or visit them online at www.barrettpest-termite.com. Dot com. It's the hurry up offense, Mr. Martinez. Ready, break. Let's start with the Jets and the Browns. Uh, the Browns led this game for most of the game, but the Browns are being the Browns and Joe Flacco. Hyped Jets fans up with a pretty incredible comeback, an onside kick, and an ensuing Joe Flacco touchdown throw. And the Jets win 31-30. to yeah, and I didn't. I didn't see this one coming. I mean, I'm gonna have a lot to say. I mean, listen, this is how the Brown season is gonna be for the most part. I mean, I guess until Deshaun Watson comes back, um, it's gonna be pretty up and down. I mean, it's Jacoby Brissett. He's not the. He's a lower tier quarterback. He's not gonna be. I mean, he's serviceable. He's serviceable, I guess. But I mean, man, I mean, how do you botch this game? I mean, they had a 99 percent probability of winning. Uh, like. Uh, on that on that last Jets drive, and for them to completely botch it, it's typical Browns. I mean, what 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 do you expect? So, uh, Joe Flacco owns Cleveland. Um, he has beaten the Browns so many times. Um, so uh, good for Joe Flacco. Good for the Jets. Um, and good for yeah, yeah, good for the Jets. That's that's all I can say. It's good for they they, they earned this one. The Jaguars blanked the Colts 24 to nothing. Not a good outing for Matt Ryan as he threw three interceptions in this game. And the rushing attack for the Colts was not there as well. Trevor Lawrence managed to throw two touchdowns and James Robinson on the ground for another touchdown as well as the Jaguars defeat the Colts 24 to nothing. And this is what happens when you have competent coaching uh, on, you, you know, with this very young team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has really looked good um, the past two weeks and uh, for them to completely demolish the the Colts, which they do normally, it feels like every time they could, the Colts come to Jacksonville. Um, uh, you know, obviously, it's the infamous game last year. The Colts, all they needed to do was win and they didn't get in. Um or they didn't do it, so they didn't get in. Um, and which also ended to Carson Wentz ending up being your your quarterback, which we'll talk about soon. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, good good for the Jaguars, but man, are I think the Colts? Are, I, I don't know, man. I I just don't think Matt Ryan is the answer. 
I think Matt Ryan's too old in my opinion, but I think I think the window for that Colts team has passed because I think they were really banking on Andrew Luck. And of course, when he retired, he just kind of threw this whole franchise for a loop trying to find the quarterback who was going to be the one who to lead them. And I think that window that they had there where all they needed was a good quarterback had passed them by. And I think it's kind of closed now because I just don't think they have they, they just can't find the guy. At a, they keep going for these veteran guys that just don't work out. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. The next it's game, only week two. Just remember that. It's only week two. I could change my tune in like a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, th- that is true, too. Uh, I agree with that, too. So let's see here. The Detroit Lions absolutely embarrassed the Washington Commanders. I wouldn't say embarrassed. I wouldn't say embarrassed because that embarrassed. Yeah, are you kidding me? They straight up flat up embarrassed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That first half, one hundred percent. That was an embarrassment. That was embarrassing. Okay, that no, second it was half, an absolute disgrace. Th- that second half, hey, there was some fight. They fought back, and it, it, you know. Detroit obviously ultimately wins the game, but at least they showed something and they didn't just roll over and continue letting Detroit dominate them that way. Well, Detroit looks like a completely different football game as they shut out the commanders in the first half. Mm -hmm. Some fight for the commanders in the second half, but you get behind early and you're playing catch-up, it's not going to go well for you. As Jared and Goff, you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback, and Carson Wentz is going to do Carson Wentz things. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. A lot of people are defending him. and Defending he, him? Why? Why are we defending this man? I don't know. What are, like, like know. defending, like, explain. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I put out a take saying, yeah, I, I think Taylor Heineke might do a little bit better in this game. This was in the first half, and I would disagree into a to a certain, in a certain sense, right? I would but, say Taylor Heineke is not going to win you this game, either. I think Aiden Hutchinson was just wrecking havoc on on on. Washington. I agree with that too because by the end of this game, Aiden Hutchinson was limping off the field because he kept wanting to continue to be in this game instead of getting carted off or taken back to the locker room because he's a tough guy right there. But uh, uh, what I'm saying, I, in the heat of the moment, I um, I said. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is not looking too good. And I yeah. think now it's a mixture of that and the commander's O-line is giving him absolutely no time to do anything. So mm-hmm. in that, and it really aggravates me, the fact that he puts high points on the football, the receivers have to jump up and try to get the ball. So I, yeah, it, it was an embarrassment. The Lions came to play. The Lions look like a completely different Lions team, and they bit a kneecap out of the Washington Commanders. 36 to 27 in that game. Let's see. The scoreline does not reflect how bad that first half. That first half Absolutely. was so bad. Yeah, let's just so talk bad. about the first half. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely no, there was nothing. absolutely nothing from Washington. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely. It was it was disgraceful. It was it was yeah, it was pitiful. It was the typical Carson Wentz performance that I expected. And then for them, they, they came back, they came out in the second half and they fought. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, they got down early quick in that first half that it was it just didn't really matter. There was no way they were gonna really come back. 
All right, Carlos, what do you do when you defend the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady? You get absolutely ejected and suspended as a and, big and, and and he and. got banned from a barbecue establishment in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> For life. For life, he's banned. Oh, well, that's funny too. But anyways, 20 to 10, the Bucks over the Saints, defeating the Saints. But this was a close scrappy rivalry game and it went mm -hmm. to show after um after that fight ensued and you saw bruce arians down there on the sidelines just i guess doing upper management things and just watching the game because um but anyways um it was a close game uh, i mean and then the bucks just jump out to that late fourth quarter lead and end up winning 20 to 10 but i mean scrappy rivalry game and it turns into that big brawl uh, and Mike Evans trucks Lattimore and mm -hmm. you get suspensions and ejections. And it's like, man, that's rivalry and talk bad about Tom Brady. That's is, that's probably what you're going to get. Yeah. Don't mess with the goat, man. <laughs> don't mess with him. I mean, that's the thing though. Brady incited that whole thing and then walked away. And then of course, Mike Evans was like, nah, that ain't going to stand. Uh, and obviously I had to defend his quarterback. So, um, Hey, I, I respect that, I guess. Um, I, I didn't really, I mean, listen, some, chi some, some chippiness in football is necessary, right? It makes it a little more exciting. It'll be, make the next matchup more exciting. Um, for Tom Brady, this is huge because he finally beat the saints in the regular season as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He hasn't done that since, um, since becoming a Buccaneer. Obviously they beat him in the playoffs. Uh, his first, year yeah no yeah, right yeah his first year they beat him but uh and that century they've always had trouble with the saints too in the regular season they've had trouble correct um so yeah i mean um it wasn't an impressive win for the bucks but it shows me how good that buccaneers defense was and that it it might not have been and it gives me a little bit more hope on dallas that like Maybe that it was just the Bucks defense was just so good against us that that's why we had no real offensive production um, because the Saints didn't have much either. And the Saints have a way better offense than we do. So, um, yeah, Tampa Bay looks like the real deal for sure defensively offensively they're kind of struggling right now. Yeah, I agree. The defense stepped up big. The Saints, eh, I with Jameis healthy. Does this game sort of change? I'm not really sure, but yeah, I, I'm not either. Yeah, but but Jameis is still toughing it out because he has a injury that he's dealing with, still playing through it. So, well, listen, he was out all last. You know, he missed the majority of last season with that ACL. Yeah. Um. I mean, if he if he's able to play, he's going to play. But at the same time, like, how? Is it worth it if you're going to be a detriment to your team? I think. I just think the Tampa Bay defense was just good, mm -hmm. right? And they were able to really contain uh, uh, New Orleans' weapons. It'll be interesting to see how it goes next week for New Orleans and to see how that all goes down. Yeah, that that's going to be very interesting for sure. The Giants defeat the Panthers 19-16. to The Giants are 2-0. and That's sort of surprising to see. There are, I mean, they're tied with the Eagles to, to, to lead the – I mean – who, who had the who had the Giants going? I had them going zero and two. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I think Coach Dable is instilling some confidence in this team, and um, 
putting together a good franchise and they're just rallying around each other and so far it has worked i'm not sure i think the thing that has really well i think the thing that has really changed uh the fortunes of the giants is the reemergence of saquon barkley because he's been pretty much absent the past two seasons and the last couple games he's really put a lot of faith and trust in him because when he was coming out of college, he was known as the generational talent guy. There was no running back like him. Of course, I always argued Ezekiel Elliott was kind of the same mold at the time. Obviously, Zeke isn't the same anymore. But I, I believe that they were kind of the same archetype. They they did a lot of the same things. Um, but I think the reemergence of him and just the, I don't know, it, I think that's the biggest thing. And of course, yeah, Brian Dayball just establishing a winning culture and like a team culture has really helped this team. But I also kind of think it's a little fluky that they're two. They're they're definitely a fluky two and oh. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree with that too. I think they're the Carolina Panthers. Set right. Yes, they're definitely the Carolina. I mean, they still have Daniel Jones at quarterback. Daniel Jones has tried so hard to lose some of these games. Um, but I mean, don't forget the Panthers last year. They start out 4-0. They run against the Dallas. They, they go up against Dallas. Dallas completely annihilates them, and they were never the same. I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes this week because they are facing Cooper Rush in the Dallas offense on Monday Night Football at home. It'll be interesting to see if they can uh, continue this run that they're on or if Dallas is, or if Dallas's defense is going to uh, stop them and really shut the game down. All right, the Patriots avoid an 0-2 start by defeating the Steelers 17-14. to um, eh, I mean... Mitch Trubisky was not good in this teams. game. Mitch Trubisky was not good. Yeah. And I think we can just accept the fact that he's just not a good quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. I, uh, I mean, I think this was a matchup between two average teams. And mm-hmm. the Patriots just outcoach the Steelers. That's just what I think in this game. Yeah, I guess you could say that way. But I can, I mean, again, if when when you're at home and your home crowd is already chanting for the rookie, who's who they've said equivocally, hey, he's not playing this season. This is Mitch Trubisky's team. Kenny Pickett is just going to sit back. He's going to learn this season. It'll eventually become his team. But right now, this is Mitch Trubisky's team. So basically, if Mitch, if they pull Mitch Trubisky out, they're not putting Kenny Pickett in. They're going to put Mason Rudolph in because he's technically the backup. So, but for the for the fans in Pittsburgh to already be chanting for Kenny Pickett and it's only week two, it shows how bad Mitch like like Mitch Trubisky can't get the ball to to Pittsburgh's great receivers. He can't get get it to them, and um, and that's going to be an issue this season. And as for the Patriots, I mean. Listen, it's the same old thing. They just don't really have a lot of offensive weapons, but hey, they got the job done. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. Here's a game that we really have to dive into a little bit. Unfortunately, Trey Lance's season ends off an ankle injury, and Jimmy G comes back. He saves the day. What would have happened, Carlos, if the Niners cut him or traded Jimmy G away? I'm just saying be... that right now. He he can still play football. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, let's, for let's sure. Let's look here because, yes, they did play the Seahawks. They aren't that good this year so far. 
But still, Jimmy G came out in this game and and he threw for a touchdown 154 yards. Listen, uh, a lot of people are actually very happy that Jimmy G is the quarterback and are very high on the 49ers now that Jimmy G is back. Um, it, I think it looked, I think it was clear to all of us. Uh, week one, it definitely looked like Trey Lance still wasn't ready for to be the starting quarterback. And it seems like the rumors coming out of the team are the team is a lot happier now that Jimmy G is back. What would have happened if he would have been traded? They would have had Nathan Peterman starting <laughs> at QB. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, now they look like geniuses restructuring his contract and keeping him around. Now they look super smart. They, uh, they made the right play. And for Trey Lance, man, my heart goes out to the kid. Listen, I mean, uh, my, you know, in 20, obviously during the COVID year, Dak Prescott broke his ankle, you know, broke his ankle the same kind of way. It's a long journey back and he's a young kid. Um, and hopefully, you know, w- you know, wish him a speedy recovery, wish him everything well. And hopefully he comes back better than ever. And he, you know, he, there's no like hesitation and this doesn't derail his career. Hopefully he's able to really pay that invest, you know, pay back that investment that the 49ers have put into him. But yeah, Jimmy G coming back. Fantastic. Um, Absolutely. They were a game away from the super. I mean, they, he took them to a super bowl. They were a quarter away from winning it until, you know, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. You know, they were a, you know, they were a game away last year. You know, you know, he got them all the way to the NFC championship game. Like I really didn't understand this whole bet already giving uh, Trey Lance the team like, like right now. Yeah. I, it made no sense to me, but yeah, we probably will never know, but the Rams defeating the Falcons 31 to 27. We touched on this earlier. The Falcons, kind of came back but the rams defeating the falcons 31 to 27 yeah it, i don't know man the rams are really looking like they have a really bad super bowl hangover because they're struggling i mean this is a game they should have completely you know dominated in but they're they're kind of struggling to to really they're not using the running attack very at well, all that. a lot of people drafted cam makers they were very excited about cam makers this season, he's been non-existent. 65 total rushing yards. That's not going to win you a football game most of the no, time. No. Yes, Cooper Cup is doing Cooper Cup things with two touchdowns. Robinson with an additional touchdown as well. But still, you can't always rely on that. I don't understand why they're shy. No, you definitely need a, you, you, you need, you need a running game. And again, but I just don't think I, – I don't understand why people got super high on K-Makers. I, I never saw it. I've I've never seen what what the hype on Cam Akers is. I just don't think they have a good running back on on the Rams. That's going to be the guy that's going to like really, you know, they don't have a a guy who's going to get them consistently like a hundred yards every game. Yeah, I I don't understand. I did not see the hype in him either, but. But for the most part, we touched on it again. But the Falcons, they did decent. Uh, I mean, I don't really have much to say on this besides Mariota did decent. He did throw two interceptions. Um, Mm -hmm. Drake London had a touchdown. Um, I'm not really sure if it was the Falcons trying to win this game or the Rams just trying to blow the lead here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm following. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's just to me, the the Rams just don't. They're they're obviously not the same team as they were last year. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. There. Uh, moving on, the Broncos defeating the Texans sixteen to nine. Unbelievable, man! It seemed like listen, a funny game. Yo, listen, Russell Wilson. And I've been seeing this for a pass long time. Pass a run, pass a run. Let's call it out. It's um, look, Russ has not looked like Russell Wilson for the past like three seasons, and for some reason he still gets all this hype. I don't understand it, and I also blame Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett has been terrible at his job as a head coach, and the fact that he's constantly coming out and admitting that he needs to do better is not a good look. Yeah, right. I agree. Like you're the I head agree. coach. You should be you should already know you need to make these decisions on the fly. You need to be able to make these decisions on the fly and you need to make them quick. You can't get delay of games on field goal attempts, you know, because you're sitting there debating, oh, do I want do I want to go for it or do I want to go for the points? No, you have to know immediately. You have to be like, all right, we're going for the points. All right, we're going for it. And you have to live with the decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, time management's terrible. And I mean, to only win by what was it, 16 to 9? To only win by a touchdown is against the Texans when your team is clearly better. Now, of course, I think uh, Jerry Judy got hurt in this game. Um, but, yeah, to only win by – I mean, it's 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 disgraceful. And to lose to the, the way you lost the to the Seahawks, I mean, this team should be realistic. I mean, this team should have been 2-0. and But here they are at 1-1, and but it, they barely got to 1-1. and Yeah. I I'm not sure, but they barely got it there. Um, the Broncos over the Texans, sixteen to nine. The Cardinals, we touched on them before coming back, defeating the Raiders, two costly fumbles. One I think we talked about that game enough earlier. I think we can skip this one. Yeah, scoop and score for the win. Kyler Murray gets hit in the face, and criminal charges might be proceeding. Who knows? Uh, Cowboys over the Bengals, twenty to seventeen. The defense stepped up big. Dallas's offense, not that much. Cooper Rush, I think two, he's a, a serviceable backup. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We've, we've only hold on. We've only seen him one game last year against Minnesota, which I mean, come on, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about them in a second. And you know, and we saw him, uh, you know, here. I don't. I still don't have enough of a track record to really say whether he's a good backup quarterback. I just don't know yet, but I'm very confident in my in our defense to keep us in games. It's just a matter of can Cooper Rush and this Dallas offense get going. We had two good drives, and that you know we had the two touchdowns and then the field goal at the end. Uh, other than that, Kellen Moore got scared of his own shadow and decided to go conservative. And it's getting very frustrating that he that that for some reason he can throw the ball around a couple, you know, for a couple drives. And then all of a sudden he doesn't want to do anything crazy anymore. And just is too scared to do anything. It's like, come on, like, let's, let, let's go for the kill shot here. You know, we, 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 we lingered around and we let the Bengals get in, but luckily we have a guy named Micah Parsons. Luckily we have a guy named Trayvon Diggs who kept us in the game. And, and just that whole defense entirely was, was, was stout. Yeah, I agree with that. The defense really stepped up big in the Cowboys' victory over the Bengals, 22-17. Rivalry on Sunday night football. The Packers rebound, defeating the Bears 27-10. to 
Well, I stayed up till probably halftime. I realized Aaron Rodgers is, and the Packers are doing Aaron Rodgers in the Packers what they do best. And I was like, I think it's time to get a bed. Um, and obviously, twenty-seven to ten, Justin Fields only seventy yards passing. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Not a lot of good came out of this Bears team in this game. Yeah, I didn't really. I'm going to be 100% honest. I only watched like maybe five minutes of this game. And then I was like, all right, I need to watch the new Game of Thrones episode. So I watched House of of the Dragon instead. So I don't know. I don't care. All I know is that the Packers won. The Bills taking care of business on Monday night football against the Titans, 41 to seven and the Eagles defeating the Vikings, 24 to seven. Kirk Cousins only knows how to throw to Darius Slay, apparently. Yeah, not a great performance by Kirk Cousins, man. He's the one thing that is going to hold this Vikings team back because he can have, like I've like I've said before, he can have games that are great where he looks like a he looks like he's a you know he's top level quarterback, and then he has games like this and he's just super inconsistent. And that's the Kirk Cousins experience. It's a roller coaster ride, and you know it better than most because you had him as your quarterback for a few years. It's very up and down, and it's incredible to me that Minnesota still somehow believes in this man when he has shown absolutely 100% nothing to warrant your faith. Uh, when you have weapons like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and you know you have Cook in your backfield, I mean, you should be doing so much more. And the fact that he's sitting there throwing these dumb errant passes and getting them intercepted by slay like twice like back to back like i swear like i looked away from like like he he threw a pick you know uh, the eagles offense came out did their thing and i felt like i looked away for a second next thing you know he's throwing another pick and i'm like what the hell yeah interesting for sure i think her cousins really needs to yeah i don't know we've talked about it before He's pulled the ultimate robbery on the Vikings. Now, to the Eagles, though, um, great offensive performance. I still don't believe in. I still don't believe in. Uh, in uh, good old uh, Jalen Hurts. It's I, still I early. It's only week two, and people are already like, "Oh, are they the favorite?" I'm like, "No, like it's week two. It was a bad performance by the Vikings all around." Um, in my opinion, also, I think her cousins was definitely a, a major issue, but I think the defense also did not play great. Um, it's week two. They've only faced the let's see what happens when they face like an actual top tier team. And then we can make our assessments. Absolutely. This was the hurry up offense. Once oh, again, we didn't brought- really touch on the Titans. Uh, bills. Oh, but yes. At least uh, all I can say is, is man, uh, great performance by fantastic, fantastic performance by the bills. Fantastic. Um, uh, that that is the performance I needed to see to really be like, okay, they're legit. They like like I mean, I knew they were legit, but like this is a performance that's like, okay, they're for sure. It's it's gonna be them or the Chiefs. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It, it has to be. And the Titans just looked abysmal. We, we yeah. we've said it. Yep. Once again, this has been the hurry up offense brought to you by Barrett Pest and Termite Services. Check them out at www.barrettpest-termite.com. You can also contact them at 
540-662-5805. We'll be back to wrap things up on the Kirby on Sports podcast right after this. Hey there, this is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience, been in the business for almost 20 years, and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate, iconsells.com, or even give me a call, 540-247-1527. Again, iconsells, I-C-O-N-S-E-L-L-S.com, and I would love to chat with you and help you out. Give me a call. Welcome back to the Kirby on Sports podcast. Back with the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Carlos, what are you looking out for week number three? Obviously, Monday Night Football, Cowboys, Giants. It'll be interesting to see Daniel Jones completely collapse because I love it when Daniel Jones fails. It just makes me happy. <laughs> um, and, of course, Chiefs, Colts. But um, I don't know what the marquee game of this week is going to be, to be completely honest. Do you have a marquee game? The Steelers-Browns? I mean, I, I, I'd i like to see... Absolutely. This is the second week in a row you've picked the Steelers. No, I, no, I think the two teams. You want to see Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett? That is your marquee game. I'm not. I did not say that was my marquee game. I was saying I was looking out to see how the Steelers and the Browns can face off against each other. Being you have Jacoby Brissett and Mitch Trubisky. I think that's going to be a pretty close matchup. Not my marquee matchup, mark my words there. I really do think the Ravens and the Patriots. I don't think that's it either. I know what the marquee game is. Okay, tell me what the marquee game Bills, is. Bills-Dolphins is the marquee game. Oh, I completely missed that. Yes. The Bills and the Dolphins, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely that be is one the that is the call. game of the week right there. It'll be very interesting to see that game to see if the Dolphins can continue their um their their run their recent run because they 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 played great against the Patriots. They obviously made the comeback here against the Ravens. Now they're now they're facing the top the top of the division or, or the conference really. Um, so, um, it'll be interesting to see that. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, can, uh, the bills deal with the speed of the dolphins. Very so great. Indeed. This has been the 160th installment of the Kirby on sports podcast. Carlos, appreciate you. Uh, Dan could not be here. We wish him all the best, but the Swiss army knife, Carlos Martinez. Thank you once again for being with us tonight, my friend. As always, and, uh, you know, um, just uh, enjoying these times for now because, you know, in November it's going to get absolutely insane, and I don't know how I'm going to survive. Because the World Cup is coming up soon. We have the World Cup, and then we have, uh, that'll be Thanksgiving around the time it starts, and, of course, we have football also and then just you know it's the holidays so it's a stressful time of the year as it is so yeah absolutely. Um, we will figure it out <laughs> we will figure it out 
For our sponsors, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate in Barrett Pest and Termite Services. This has been another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms and all social media platforms and www.kirbyonsports.com. Until the next time you hear us or see us, always remember to create greatness. We say so long and peace.